I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hey, it's Coco. Welcome back to The Spark. And I am your host, Coco the Inspirationist. If you're new here, welcome. You are in good company. And if you're not new here, thanks for tuning back in. I know it's been a minute since I set the pod down, and I'm excited to share with you all the gifts that have been presented since we spoke last. Um, If you've been around here for a little while, you know that my mom was diagnosed with bipolar disorder back a few years ago during her first huge manic episode. And currently she is, I don't know even how to describe it anymore, but she just experienced a very big, very destructive second manic episode. She is in complete denial and um, she is completely ruining her life, her home, her friendships, everything's just becoming destroyed. And we last left off where my world was upside down because of her chaos. And I'm happy to report that I have moved through that time and moved through that energetic stronghold on me. And I have not felt this much joy and freedom in a really, really long time. And I know you probably are expecting me to say that she's doing better and uh, there's so much hope. But the thing is, is that I have released hope from this situation. She is so far inside of her own delusions. She doesn't believe anything is wrong with her. She doesn't see anything in her world. She doesn't see the destruction. She doesn't see the mayhem. Um, And I had to step away. I mean, we all had to step away. But I've realized, and I've known for a long time that there's like truly nothing I can do to fix the problem, to solve the problem, to get her help. But this summer, this August, I really kind of exhausted all options. And I went down there and we had an intervention and her house was disgusting. And she's been in and out of the hospital. And it's tragic. But I feel like I've grieved the loss of my mom. And to me, she doesn't feel like my mom anymore. She just feels like this sad shell of a human that is just completely, it like totally gone. And in this process of releasing her, I have truly been set free. And it feels so good to feels great to know that I, I've tried everything, you know, like 
I tried everything. I tried every angle. I tried elderly affairs. I tried police. I tried therapists. I tried, you know, friends, family, strangers. It's all been exhausted. And you know what's an interesting thing is the last manic episode she had was very um, wild because we didn't know what was going on and we didn't have a diagnosis yet. Um, But this time around, we knew exactly what we were dealing with. And last time she just kind of like destroyed um, relationships. Then those relationships kind of came back when she came back down. Where this time, she is destroying her reputation. Her home is disgusting. And visibly, clearly, she is in crisis. And I think that that physical representation of her mental illness is what I needed to kind of like, okay, everybody else can see it. Because during this whole process, this whole journey of her getting sick is like I am always out at the leading edge leading everybody whether it's like identifying red flags and connecting dots for people and you know getting myself the most educated on bipolar disorder and having a therapist every week and like trying to share with everybody like this we're seeing red flags and like things are starting to go downhill and trying to convince everybody that she is just completely delusional and very mentally ill and trying to remind people like we need to set boundaries you have to set boundaries and hold her to them and also like please stop trying to understand it stop trying to understand her behaviors because they're just because she's mentally ill like there is no logic so applying logic is is fruitless and a waste of time And so I was there for so long with like everybody in my family and at all times, you know, in all all places, just meeting them there where they're at and then reminding them like, come on, come with me, come to this side. Like we have to set the boundaries. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to find our joy. But then once she really self-destructed, I mean, I I can't even say she's hit bottom because she's kind of just like out there. Nobody's checking on her nobody's talking to her she's not being like wild and crazy because she's just become kind of like a recluse um but I think it being visible to everybody released me because it's like I don't have to convince anybody anymore like I saw the writing on the walls I saw this coming I am educated enough in mental illness to understand what we're dealing with and everybody finally sees it And everybody is really focusing on what we have in front of us. And I've figured out that the only solution is my joy, is my now, is my peace. That's the only solution because nothing else, there's, there's no, there's no hope. I've released hope, you know. Sometimes I think there's just like this toxic hope that people hold on to and they're just like, maybe someday something's going to get in and something's going to change. And it's like I held on to that for so long and it was not helpful. Instead, I see it as kind of like the lottery. 
not that I play the lottery, but you know, if she gets well and medicated and supported and can do the reparations that are involved in tending to the destruction, then then I am all here for it and we can welcome her back in. And that will be like winning the lottery. But you don't plan your financial future and health and wellness on winning the lottery. That would be ridiculous. And that's kind of how I felt with my mom. Like, I am releasing all hope. Would it be nice if she got better? Yeah. But I have zero expectation for that. Like, there is not a part of me that thinks that's ever going to happen. And I would love to be surprised that would be amazing, but I don't see it and I'm not planning my world around it and I'm not partaking in it anymore. She even went as far as hiring a lawyer to send us a letter, me, my family, my brother, and my dad separately, that we are to cease and desist contact with her because she doesn't like that we've, you know, called for wellness checks with the police or that they've taken her to the hospital, like as if we really have control over that, like we're just trying to help. But she sees it as she doesn't see it as anything. She does. She thinks she has this big network of people that support her where, meanwhile, that whole network is talking to me privately saying, like, what the fuck is happening? So it's also tragic and sad. And it was like that same place of frustration that I was at two years ago where, like, all my bandwidth was taken up by sadness and grief and conversations about it that would suck me, you know, a half hour conversation would suck me dry. And I felt this obligation to be updating people and I just fucking stopped. You know, it was just like everybody kind of reached this crescendo and we all just was like, we're done here. We're going to move on. And I'm super happy to report that in the midst of this chaos, this super downward slide, my dad has fallen in love and I get to witness the most beautiful gift of, you know, my journey with my dad. You know, I, I have always had such a fondness for my dad. He's been the softest, sweetest, supportive person in my life. Like in super contradiction to my mom, who was all rules and all bones and all, you know, perception and all expectation and all go, go, go and do all the things and get all the grades and achieve all the things. And then my dad is this has always been this soft place to land and like he's a soft round guy and he's funny and sensitive and loving and supportive and you know through four years of his liver transplant journey like I was there supporting him and coaching him and loving him and being there physically and emotionally for him and we were just talking this morning how he called me his best friend and I'm just like I love that for us like this relationship I have no relationship with my mom like and it's not just like a neutral no relationship it is like a huge crater and I'm so grateful for my dad because he was the buoy of my life to keep me from fully subscribing to all the shit that she that's poisoned her now you know and 
I am so grateful that now I get to witness him falling in love. It is the most beautiful gift during this time. And it's such a lovely invitation to just turn and pivot ever so slightly and see the joy. You know, there's like, if I look to the right, there's destruction and sadness and awfulness and tragedy with my mom. And then I get to just choose to look over to the left and see, wow, my dad is, has never been so happy. I've never seen him so happy. You know, like maybe in my childhood, you know, in those joyful times, but like as an adult person, me, I've never witnessed him be so happy, so full of life, so in his power, so filled with worthiness. And it is awesome. It's like he's come to life. And this woman who lives in his complex and they met at the mailboxes and they've actually known each other for 25 years. She um, lost her husband two and a half years ago and they both were just like ready in that moment for each other. And they fucking clicked and it is so beautiful and they're having so much fun and I could talk about it forever it makes me so happy to see him so healthy and happy and like and he received his liver transplant five years ago so he's on bonus time like he gets like none of none of these days are promised I mean it's the truth for all of us but truly like he is on his bonus life and a so much part of that bonus life was gobbled up by my mom's illness. It was like she was sick the whole time. And I'm pretty sure it was just because it was like brought on by all this anxiety and stress because of his illness. But still, it's because she didn't take good care of herself. And even that phrase, like, I know I'm not taking good care of myself or I have to take better care of myself. Like, that was such a constant in, in my periphery growing up. And it feels like the medicine that I need for this time. And I am just fully doubling down on finding my joy, giving myself all the things that light me up and pursuing the things that make me happy and spark joy and inspiration and just listening to the nudges. And it has been beautiful because it's all right here. And I know you've heard me say that here on the podcast before, but it's so true. It's all right here. We have eight acres in the woods surrounded by like hundreds of acres. And we have such a gift of this life that we've created for ourselves. The slowness, the ease, the nature, the the space. We've created this and we get to choose to enjoy it, you know, and, and I am. My husband and I have started having um, coffee dates at 5.30 in the morning. And it's kind of part of my magic, I think, as like my zone of genius, my humanness that's really special, is that I'm really good at creating intentional, uh, like holding intentional space. So it kind of goes into the theme of like, like, I love branding because branding is intentionally creating a narrative and an experience, right? So I, throughout my whole parenting journey, I've always branded stuff. And now my husband and I have this coffee date every morning because 
I wanted to show him that I see him getting up at five o'clock and leaving at six o'clock in the morning and driving 50 minutes to work. I see him working really hard and going out into the world and, and doing that all for us. And I have the luxury of having a slow life because he does those things. And so I started to think this summer, how can I show him that I'm in it with him? And excuse me, I, and I just decided that I was going to get up early with him and have a half hour sitting side by side on the couch. We light tea lights. It's like now it's in the dark before it wasn't in the dark, but now it's in the dark and our dog sits right on top of us in between us. And we just honor that time. We say, when we say goodnight, we say like, I can't wait to have coffee with you in the morning. And it's just this magical intention that has turned into such a gift for our relationship. And I think that that has been a realization of mine recently that that's what it is about me that I love doing is like showing up with intention, creating art that is filled with intention and making people feel a certain way pulling back the curtain on this podcast and sharing all the behind the scenes of creating things is like I'm intentionally doing that because I want you to also reach for your joy and recently three weeks ago I was on my way to yoga three weeks from today I was on my way to yoga And it's this new class that I, it's been happening the whole time at the community center, but I live in this little town. There's like 3,800 people in it during like the winter time, but it grows to 15,000 because we live in the lakes region of Maine and it's vacation land. And so there's tons of places that people come to, whether it's a vacation rental or it's just their like camp for the summer. But the the area blooms in the win- in the summer, and I love it here. And I feel like this space up here has changed me. And I don't know a lot of people, but I do know that I'm good at finding being intentional about finding my people in my world. It's something that it's a skill set that I've taught myself to do because I'm a military spouse and we move and move and move that, you know, I don't want to just rely on my partner for connection and then also like people by like doing, hanging out with work people. Like we don't do that. We don't hang out with his work people. His work is totally separate. We have a rich life here and then he just has to like bob to work and then he gets to come back to here. And so recently... I found out that there's a yoga class and I've really connected with the yoga teacher. She's become one of my close friends up here and it's been happening all along, but I was just introduced to it. And so I started going on Thursday mornings and it's been wonderful. It's, you know, it's tiny. It's only a handful of people. She's a wonderful instructor, just like just my brand of yoga teacher, super intentional in the beginning, um, like has a mantra to go for the day. Like I love it all so much. And so I was driving to the yoga class and I got this 
huge, fiery, inspired idea. And it actually stemmed from the day previous or two days before we put my kids on the school bus for the first day of school. And then my husband and I went for a wander in the woods. I invited him to go for a wander with me. And it was so fun. We had had a bunch of rain and there were so many beautiful mushrooms and it was just mind-blowing. And we just slowed down, went super slow, and just challenged that feeling inside of us of like, come on, we have to hurry up and get to the next thing and get to the next thing. And we just, we just wandered and was just slow. And I loved it so much. And it really helped that the trail we were on, we blazed ourselves. And it was a vision of mine when we first moved here. And I love feeling totally nourished and held by my environment, the situation I've built for myself. And so I'm driving to yoga and I have this big, beautiful idea. And it's like, what if I host a gathering where we wander my woods and just take a slow stroll? And on the path, I would say three quarters of the the way, if you were going one way, because it's a big loop, we built a platform and a campsite and a fire pit and it's awesome and I all of a sudden it was just like my friend Nikki has a cocktail company where she designs cocktails and I was like we could she could design a cocktail for the event and then and I had messaged her sitting in the parking lot waiting to go into yoga and she wrote me right back and was like I am so fucking in this feels so exciting and then I go to yoga and Nicole gives us this super nourishing experience and then I have the idea like Nicole can be part of this too by she can do a like a meditation we can do like a group guided meditation sitting on the platform just uh dropping in and it's the the experience was all about connecting with ourselves with nature with others and it happened it in two weeks time I designed the invitation, which was actually an invitation from my when my oldest was four. We had a hiking birthday for him. So I like excavated that in that fiery, bright idea. I saw that invitation like that came through and I was like, I'm going to rework that. It was before I even learned how to use any of the technology for lettering. It was right at the beginning of this journey and I brought it and I digitized it and I updated it for the event and it was such a cool invitation And I called the experience Women Who Wander. And I made sure to set the intention that it was like an intentionally slow walk in the woods. It was like a cocktail party in the woods with, um, and I made sure that the, the drinks were beautifully designed to stand alone without alcohol because I'm alcohol free to support my husband, but also I'm a take it or leave it drinker. And so I decided to just cut it out of my life. And a lot of my, a lot of the people we called in did the same. So my friend Nikki designed these gorgeous drinks. We named them. And one of the names is the Tonic of Wildness, which I'm so like, I hope you're following me and enjoying this super long golden thread of a idea journey because it's so amazing. It's like the invitation Uh, I got to reimagine an invitation that I made four years ago, but that came through. It's like that idea popped through. And then a couple months ago, I heard the phrase, the tonic of wildness by Thoreau. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's it. I saw it. 
I saw a gold gilded frame with the tonic of wildness hand lettered painted on there and a on the mirror and then the mirror reflecting the woods through the A-frame through like the living room A-frame windows. I saw it over the banquette. Like it was a complete vision. So I wrote down the tonic of wildness on a sticky. I'm looking at it right now. It's the only sticky on my window that has like gold washi tape holding it up. And I love it so much. It is just the exact vibe that I want to have for this A-frame that we are manifesting. And when Nikki was designing the drinks, she was like, I don't know what to call it. And it just popped into my brain. And it's like the tonic of wildness. That's what I want to call it. And it, it felt like a awesome little practice for me because sometimes I that idea came through as the tonic of wildness, hand lettered, painted on a mirror, gilded like a big rectangular mirror on a wallpapered wall in a banquette in the A-frame that had like a the kitchen table and in an A-frame that has yet to be manifested, right? And so what I would do in the past with like a scarcity mindset is like that phrase, the tonic of wildness is only for that um, mirror for that space, but instead I decided like, what if I just play with it? What if it becomes the thing that I get to play with over and over and over again? What if the energy of the A-frame is asking me to have, have the energy now, like use it now, see what it brings forward now. And of course I can use it then, right? It doesn't have to be just that one thing. And so I was like, let's name one of the drinks, the tonic of wildness. And it was the perfect name. I loved seeing it. I loved creating the graphic. The graphic is beautiful. Uh, you can go on my Instagram at Coco the Inspirationist and you can see the graphic. It was like the little shoe, the little hiking shoe that I drew with mushrooms growing behind it. And oh my gosh, the entire experience was so beautiful and transformative and it was a way for me to play with charging money for something because I ha um, started getting the downloads over the last couple months where I want to start practicing pitching and charging money for my work. There is a block inside me that it's like, if you think of my journey as linear, like the beginning of the journey, like before the beginning was just like this, I am a creative person and anything I want to do, I do and it's fun. And then I started, I learned about hand lettering. I found out about it, like realized it existed and branding. Like I did, I went through college and didn't even know that like graphic design was a thing. But then when I like became a mother, it was like around the time I started my motherhood journey. And I guess it kind of started with like renovating my house and designing that. And then lettering came into my life and I started teaching myself lettering and figuring out my style and all these skill sets. And then, but then there was like a lag for a long time of like, well, I'm good at this, but I don't have confidence in it. And now, and then just recently, and I've been, like there's been parts on my journey that I've been like practicing and like challenging myself to stretch, like starting my Etsy shop was a stretch. And the end of the summer, I started getting this feeling like as the next season approached that I want to start 
pitching and offering and putting my work out there because I realized that like I need to tell people I do this work. I need to share my inspired moments with people when I feel like, wow, this space could use a mural. Like I feel really called now to start making murals because it lights me up. I have one in my, I made one in my garage. It is this splash of five colors that is insane. And it's like, it goes down into a stripe that goes over my door moldings my door into my house and it is the coolest thing and I just want to like share that energy everywhere so that energy that idea that like pitching pitching energy that I want to embrace when this idea for women who wander came through I just said yes and we put it on the calendar for from two weeks out which looking back is like a very aggressive idea like to get something created and marketed and call in people and have it happen in a two-week time period is like that's pretty astounding and it's what I needed to experience it I I felt very confident in charging money for it when it first came through and I asked myself like how much would a ticket like this cost for this environment, for this community, um, I felt like it was 15 to $20 and I challenged myself to choose the, the bigger amount because that felt stretchy and I said yes to that and I practiced over and over and over again talking about this it, just delicious and nourishing time with every person that I could and the thing is is every single woman it didn't matter if she was able to come was interested in coming or anything every single woman I talked to said I need something like that gosh I need that yes you're right I don't take good enough care of myself you're right I don't have spaces where I get to meet and connect with other women thank you. And so I got to learn something about myself because I realized not everybody has the words and the vision and the ability to hold that space, but I do. And it feels so alive to start offering more of these things. And my like digital mentor, that's what I like to call the people on the internet that I that are inspiring me. Um, Amber Lillystrom, she lives in New Hampshire right next door and she has a beautiful coaching business and she's always inspiring me. And she said one day, don't doubt where you're being called to create. And it was so interesting when that idea for the wander came through. I know that I will be hosting beautiful events like this at the A-Frame. I know that we are going to have more than one A-frame and that is going to be a space for retreats, for me to host retreats. And that is all so beautiful and so stretchy and so big that I can get caught up in like, that is so far away, like, ugh, it feels too big. But that moment when my husband and I were wandering the woods and then the next day it just kind of like, alchemized and it I I remember hearing myself say I can do what I want with what I have right now 
So like, let's just take action and create a version of what I desire with what I have right now. And that feels like a theme in my life right now because I have, and, and I think it's rooted in gratitude and appreciation of what is right here. Like this world that we've built is gorgeous. This platform, this these woods, this trail, like it's nothing fancy and yet with intentionality, it's beautiful and it serves and it inspires. And, you know, do I always have to do it here? No. Will it grow to be where I can't accommodate that many people? Hopefully. But do I have what I need right now here to do the work that I'm called to do? Yes. And I was telling a friend today, I feel a shift after this Women Who Wander event, which I will be having more of and kind of playing around and reimagining it. Um, I, with that, with just like being in charge and hosting and like holding that space and being the person that's leading, it shifted something in me. It has made me feel like, oh, I am really the steward here of the inspiration and I am wildly capable to activate these ideas that come through and these ideas pick me because I am perfectly suited for it. I am perfectly suited for it. All these, you know, like making the the menu for the drinks, like I could have let the woman who created the drinks make it but I am perfectly suited to create something really beautiful there that's a touch point that I get to put my fingerprints on you know like I can make the the invitation I can design the whole thing and let it be so uniquely my style that it it tells a story about me and my brand and I love that. And I wanted to tell you this other little offshoot. It's what Amber Lillistrom said, don't doubt where you're being called to create. I called in a branding client who has a bare tallow soap company that she's looking to brand and up scale, like scale up her presence and her energy around her business. And she was called to me by that invitation, which was not even at all on my radar as a, like a, a product of this Women Who Wander event. Like I wasn't putting my stuff out there in hopes of getting a branding client. I put myself out there. I didn't doubt where I'm being called to create because I don't get to control what's on the other side of it. My job is to just take the idea and fully hold it and 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 use all my skills and put it out in the most beautiful way. And then I don't get to control what happens after that. The ripples from that are to be determined, will be revealed, right? And so I, I'm going to leave you with this because there is more and I'm going to save it for next week because I am, I feel like I am 
activated. And the women who wander, the yes to saying, to saying, the yes to saying yes to women who wander was a incredible opening for me. And it just hasn't really stopped. And I'm excited to share that process with you because it it's leading me somewhere and it's opening up a portal. A portal has been opened. And now that I'm thinking about it as like this, this winding journey, I'm thinking back before Women Who Wander came through as the idea. And I, I, I committed to a retreat in California in October that my men, one of my mentors, Garrett, would, um, or now I think she's Garrett Cusmeyers, is hosting. And it is like the most beautiful retreat you could imagine in the most beautiful location with the most beautiful food. And it's a big financial commitment. And when she first invited me, it was during the chaos of my mom and my knee-jerk scarcity mindset reaction was like, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I can't A, spend the money. B, I don't have the bandwidth to go like, go on a retreat. It was, the energy was very like, must be nice. Wish I could, I could never. And a few weeks later, I, I wonder what the, what the actual time, doesn't really matter. Time's not real, but, um, a fair amount of time later, I was drawing, I was painting a, the word yes. I was painting the word yes as I, because I got this hit recently to do a series of yeses, just paint them for fun, freestyle, just yeses. And when I was painting that first yes, the idea for the for saying yes to the retreat came through. And it was a little bit like, why am I thinking about this right now? Why did it come back? Like, it was like a boomerang that took like a really long path, but it came back and it like really hit me. And it was, everything was upside down at that point. And I don't mean like crazy wild. I just mean like everything was, was like flipped. And I just, I started thinking like, maybe I need to say yes to this because frankly, we sold our house in Rhode Island and we have never had more abundance than what we have right now. I'm being honest. So that scarcity mindset is old programming. And it's not like we're looking to like blow all that money. Hardly. That's exactly the opposite of what we're looking to do. But this money for the retreat, it there is no lack there. There is plenty for it to happen. Like the, the, there is no lack, so it cannot be a block. So then I'm like, well, then what is it? Like why? And it came through as like, maybe I need to say yes to something so upscale as this. So like, I have to get on a plane. I have to go away. I have to like fully commit to myself and what if that's what I need instead of being like oh I can't do that things with my mom are crazy what if it's I have to do it because 
I have to take care of myself. I have to say yes to myself because she never did. And then that look where she ended up. I have to seek joy and give myself those things that I desire and not just settle for the crumbs because I can see what happens when you do. And so now I feel so lit up that I said yes to this. And everything was, once I said yes, I asked my husband, I, I, I told him about it. And and there's also another piece here that when my, grand, my grandparents bought bonds for their grandchildren, uh, uh, one bond a month for every year that we lived. So I was put through college on, like half of my college tuition was paid by that. Like every semester I'd have to go and cash a bunch of them and my parents would pay the rest. Thankfully, I really, 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 I know that's a very privileged thing. I went to an in-state college and, um, but when my grandfather died, there was still money left because I never went to grad school. And growing up, that money was like always like, you can't use that money. That money has to be used for school, for a good reason, for a purpose, you know, have to use it well. And I still have those, some bonds. And it just so happens that I have enough money in those bonds for this retreat. Not that we need them. Not that we need that those bonds to, to be a yes for this financially, but it feels like another level of like shedding where it's like those bonds are doing nothing in a drawer except um, making me feel worse because I can't figure out how to spend them because it has to be a good investment. Like, so I'm always being like, should I spend it on my business? Will that be a good investment? Like there's so much scarcity around those, that money that I just in that moment decided like, I think I need to spend that money on myself, on this super nourishing, super upscale experience. And on the tail of like really releasing my mom and having a super tragic summer with her and just like really going through the ringer. Like, Maybe taking this money that's imprinted with so much scarcity and garbage and family stories and releasing it and saying yes to myself and spending it on myself and just saying, I deserve all of this. What if this, that in itself is the portal? Like the experience is already done. It's already here. Saying yes is already, has already opened the portal for me. And I can kind of like trace it back to, to that, to those, that commitment of saying yes to the retreat. The retreat will be beautiful, but the, the, the experience, like the transformation is already happening, which is such an interesting, beautiful, like amazing thing to be experiencing, but then also like witnessing and sharing. And so this all to say that I am saying yes to the things that feel full body chills. I've been paying attention to what my body feels like when I get an idea or when a yes comes through, or I guess maybe it's like I'm feeling my body have a reaction and then I'm, I'm acknowledging that like, oh, that feeling means I should say yes. That's not fear. That's like a full body yes. 
And so I'm trying to pay attention to the full body yeses as much as possible and not just pay attention to them, but, but, but fully embrace them and take action on them. And just like the women who wander, it was like the perfect opportunity for me to say yes to myself, to this, to this like zone of genius that I think I know I like, I know I have deep down which is why I have a podcast. Like I know I can hold space and connect dots and put words around things and have deep conversations and make deep connections. And saying yes to that was like, okay, I'm going to commit to doing it and showing up in the 3D. And it was beyond a success. We called eight women in. There was three of us hosting. It was beautiful. It was magical. It was exactly what they needed, what we needed. And it was a, it was a verification that, that I need to put some of my energy towards things like this. And it opened up a door to a potential um, branding client. It opened up a door to new connections. I was able to talk about the A-frame during my time there, just playing with that, speaking it out loud, not knowing, not caring, totally surrendering to the universe on how it's actually going to come. But the only way that it will come is if I fully let it happen and talk about it and hold space for it. So I'm going to pause here. This feels like a really great spot. I actually sat down to record a part of this journey that that just happened yesterday and is currently happening. That feels like super alive, but I'm really glad I was able to update you on what happened in between the last time we spoke and now. And then I'm going to record another episode about this newest intersection of creativity and space. So just to connect the dots for you, the theme of this season is the intersectionality of creativity and space. And holding space for women who wander, using my space, my environment, my woods and my campsite for that experience was incredible. And it's not a coincidence that I set the intention for the podcast episode, I mean, the podcast season, as creativity and space. And then, which is now reminding me that I had this idea back in March, then uh, the A-frame idea came through like loud and it set us on a journey to following this. And space and creativity is like, that's that. And then also holding space for this women who wander and saying yes to going to a retreat, which is like a sacred container, a sacred space to nurture my creativity. I can't wait to see what comes out of that. And so space has really been such a beautiful uh, intention this last season of this journey. And next week, I will tell you about the newest exciting 
space. Oh, and I guess like my whole desire to paint murals is the the epitome of space and creativity too because it's like my creativity is taking up space on walls and adding energy to a space. Oh man, I could connect the dots all day, but I am going to let you go. Please come follow me over on Instagram at Coco the Inspirationist. That is where I live and um I don't really do anything else. I don't do TikTok and I just push my stuff from Instagram over to Facebook, but I feel really good about picking one place and showing up there. I don't want to spread myself too thin and I want to show up there with joy and intention and share the journey. And so come follow me. Um, if you feel called and if this helped you out at all, if this inspired you, would you please leave me a review? It makes so much difference. I This little tiny podcast is... Uh, it's it's in a sea of amazing podcasts, right? There's so much good stuff out there. And I, I know that there's so much good stuff in here. And I look forward to getting it further out there. And leaving a review is the easiest way that you can do that. So if you do that, send me a DM. Let me know that you did that. And I will give you a discount code for my shop on Etsy. Um, my Etsy shop is Inspirationist Art. Fun fact, Coco the Inspirationist was one letter too long for my shop name, so I went with Inspirationist Art. And I love all this stuff up there. I've never had all my artwork in one place before, and this is just a, a little sampling of it, but if you leave a review, DM me, and I will definitely give you a coupon code or whatever we call them. Um, Yes, I think that's it. I hope you have a super delightful week. I hope you're going to take really good care of yourself. Say yes to those nudges. Remember, you are worthy and you are enough. And I love you. I'll see you next time. <laughs>